Hey everybody, it's uh, Lori here for El Barito Mercado and the restaurant is back open. They've done a little renovation in there. So remember Mexican breakfast uh, every day from 8 to 11 at El Barito Mercado. And um, uh, we love going there because uh, the marketplace, if you're really, maybe you've come back from a Mexican vacation, you're like, oh, I'm missing my food. I mean, you've got all the best variety of cooking spices and peppers, all the popular brand names from the dairy section for Mexico, Central America, fresh produce with the best selection of peppers and avocado, the butcher shop that has seasoned meats ready to cook or grill. And then they offer the traditional cut steak for carne asada and tacos. And of course, you have um, the bakery and the deli and heat um, meals. So, uh, Alberito Mercado, first and second generation owned, established in 1977. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Rocco, you're working triple overtime. That's today. right. That's Doing fine. everything. I was on vacation a few days this week, so I got, I'm rested and ready. Uh, so let's talk okay. some stories. Now, you sent me some stories um, about this Louis Tomlinson. That's how you say his name, right? It's not Louis. Louis. Yeah. I see I'm not a big mm-hmm. uh, Brit pop uh, boy band guy, but he has a documentary out called All of Those Voices. And um, Liam Payne, who was a bandmate of his, uh, kind of stole the headlines after this uh, premiere for a couple reasons. One, his fans thought he looked kind of gaunt. Oh, no. Personally, I thought he looked kind of handsome and chiseled, but perhaps you guys <laughs> could comment on this. And then he also sort of Instagrammed today uh, with sort of an emotional apology to his One Direction guy, Louis Tomlinson, saying, I'm so sorry I was so out of my mind and I didn't do better for you. I'm, I feel ashamed in those moments to not be as good of a friend as you could have been to me. At least I have time now and I'm me again, so I will try to make amends. Any thoughts on what's going on there, Lori? Uh, I guess when you see a documentary and they've got a lot of footage of you from all the kinds of... Because this is from One Direction days? Yeah. Yeah, he must not like what he saw of himself. I don't know. Yeah, and, maybe. you know, I think these boy bands, girl bands, whatever, I think there's, uh, how, how could there not be tension? Right. And you especially know? when, you know, uh, Harry Styles is the guy blowing yeah, up. Exactly. And you guys are all kind of running second and third. Do you have thoughts, Brittany? You seem like you're a One Direction gal. Well, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. It really wasn't. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I never got into, I have, no, I have no information, I've got nothing for you for One Direction, and it's not because they're too corny, I love corny, and you know that, but I don't know much about them. I Is it wrong to be like, Rocco, when you said you thought he looked pretty good? I'm yeah. with you, like, I love a good cheekbone, yeah. I would lick the heck out of those. Yeah. Is that Ozempic face? No, I don't see the droopy eyes as much, I think he just has like, you know, I think there's some... Maybe he's... I mean, the thing is, you do have, I look at photos of myself in my late teens, early 20s, my, yeah. my face looked like a dinner plate. Yeah. You yeah. know, you yeah. do have a fullness to your face that you lose, like, maybe after 25 or something. And uh, he's one, of, could be one of those annoying men that, like, quit drinking his, like, two pops a day and all of a sudden dropped 30 pounds, so. 
You're right. Now, we will segue out of that uh, into more Harry Styles news because people are saying that in uh, the season three premiere of Ted Lasso, they think maybe uh, there's a dig at Harry Styles coming from Mr. Sudeikis. (gasps) Wow. As we all know, there is some, you know, history there. Yeah, they got a sordid past. Um, What are your thoughts on this, Lori? Well, I haven't seen the episode. I wouldn't be surprised if there would be a way that, um, you know, Ted Sudeikis, as Julia calls him, or maybe she calls him (laughs) Jason Lasso. I can't remember. She always gets it mixed up. But I wouldn't be surprised because isn't he one of the writers? I believe so, right? He's definitely a producer. Uh, it just uh, debuted Wednesday night, the fifteenth. I didn't Julia ever did not like that two. first episode. Yeah, I kind of gave was... up on season two. Um, so did I. I was so like, yeah, I, it I... felt a little overwritten. Like it felt like uh-huh. a, a Gilmore Girls slash Thirty Rock sort of boom boom joke delivery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I watched the first episode, and uh, I think you guys are gonna like it because it feels it feels like there's a plot in a way that. Um, I'm excited to see. I, I think you'll like it, so don't don't give up. Okay, but you didn't see the little whatever. No, wink, I'm wink, trying nudge, to. Nudge yeah, to I'm, I'm looking up, and I had no idea. I think it might not even be in the first one. Maybe it's not in the first episode. So yeah, it's, then then it's the article I'm seeing says a scene oh. in the premiere has fans theorizing. So I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, look at it. it went right over. It wasn't. It must really be like a deep dive. If People missed it because Julia watched it and she, she didn't say anything. She just said it just didn't feel like it was going anywhere. Hmm. So she had the exact opposite well, of your feeling. Okay, so I read a little deeper. We could. Here's what it says. It says at some point they're FaceTime. He's FaceTiming with his kids, and uh, the kid shows his dad uh, a toy that somebody oh. named Jake gave to him. Yeah, the- and he says, "Who's Jake?" And the kid says, "Mommy's friend." I don't okay. Know. But it's also a very, like, relatable and understandable experience. So I think they might be right digging. because he's divorced on the show. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So, but yeah, now I, I get, think. Yeah. yeah. Not much ado about nothing, Rocco. I think you're right. I'd say about that one. Um, that's a story to get out there. Don't forget we're on. We're back. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they could probably use the momentum. I don't know. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's been two years. Yeah. That was kind of a pandemic show that everybody needed, and maybe we don't need it anymore. Or maybe it's going to blow our minds. <laughs> I don't know. Only time will tell. Um, supposedly, here's story three here. Uh, Bradley Cooper was going to uh, do like a biopic where he played uh, wrestling impresario Vince McMahon, but they're saying Ooh. that perhaps Mr. McMahon himself killed the project. Oh. Well, I don't know. I mean, I am not at all interested in a biopic about Vince McMahon, but uh, isn't he in, like, some legal trouble right now? I mean, is he kind of an incredible guy, what he did with the WWE? I, I mean, someone who's more of a wrestling fan would have to say that, but that's, I, that's an interesting project. I would imagine there's a lot of meat on those bones for stories. I bet there's a lot yeah. of good stories there. And okay. at first, my instinct said, I have no interest in that. And then I thought more about it. I go, 
this is a ridiculous industry that I would actually watch something on if it was done well. And well, if Bradley we're not Cooper. Gonna see it. Mm, yes, if Bradley Cooper was in it. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, kind of the big story of the day, and uh, I brought this up uh, with Lori because I know her husband was big into The Wire, and it sounds like you guys watched uh, John Wick, but Lance Reddick, who played uh, Chief Cedric Daniels in The Wire for about six seasons there, uh, passed away at 60. Uh, he was oh. just doing media tours this week for... John Wick, but they uh, found him in his home Friday morning, and they're saying so far it looks to be of natural causes. And you know why they found him? He was supposed to be at the New York City premiere, and oh. he missed the the private plane or whatever that was leaving from Burt. So he wasn't there, and he'd been doing press. I, he's an incredible actor, and everything that he did, he was he was in Bosch. You know, right. he played the. Uh, uh, chief of police for that, but he's just a, in front, just an incredible actor, real tall, very, very tall um, man. But I, I just loved him. I really think Hollywood is bumming out about that. 60 feels way too young. Oh, yeah. for sure. And to you die know, natural causes. I will say to anybody out there listening, if you haven't watched The Wire yet, make some time. That's probably the best thing that Still ever. Still holds up. Yeah. If you guys get stu- get stuck on season two because it's just a different vibe, mm-hmm. I should keep going. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. That's All right. Thanks, Brittany. No, I'm asking. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought got you were telling me. Season two. No, oh, of the wire. I thought yeah. we were back to talking about Ted Lasso. I'm, <laughs> I've lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. Uh, dude, uh, we'll talk. Off no, life. you should. And uh, I, yeah, anybody. I remember my wife had a hard time getting into it, and uh, you know, that's uh, it's it's a titan. Hey everyone, it's Lori here for Learning RX, and we call it brain change or brain training. But people who have gone to Learning RX for the one-on-one brain training call it life-changing because they've helped so many kids uh, overcome challenges from reading and attention issues to brain injury and in in the average student in a four to six month training period at Learning RX they will go up three years in reading three years in memory 21 points in their IQ score and they have helped people who've struggled with dyslexia focus and attention uh, homework, memory problems, and taking that cognitive skills assessment test really is eye-opening. And both kids and adults will will uh, go through Learning RX, and um, that's the first uh, step: is taking that assessment. Mention Lori and Julia for fifty percent off. Welcome back to Lori in Hawaii. Uh, let's, you guys. The, we only made. One post today, but I thought it was just an epic picture. Um, so the Oscars were Monday night. I know it's re- or Sunday. It's receded in our memory, but we hadn't ever seen uh, any photos from because uh, they don't have a red carpet or anything at what is now considered to be the most exclusive party to get invited to, which is Beyonce and Jay Z's gold party at the Chateau Marmont. Mm-hmm. The only photos that you see are uh, paparazzi. So they don't do a red carpet. So uh, Grant, before he went off and doing all of his um, fun things on the DAF, he posted the photo. Beyonce posted a photo on Instagram today of what she wore. And, of course, it's a gold party, and she is wearing a gold metallic mesh dress 
that's see-through, but it is so gorgeous. It's a Dolce & Gabbana, and it's got a metal molded uh, corset with a lock and key, and then she's got bejeweled or gilded nipple pasties, and... um, it, she looks like a, a living golden statue. She, her body, it's beautiful. Her body's insane. Her body is, it, oh my God, like, okay, yeah. must be nice. This is a sheer look that works for me. Mm, same. And You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the burnish of the gold and then her skin color and it's more shadowy, which makes it look more, I guess it looks, it's very sexy. Yeah, I'm with you. I I find this. I don't know why. Uh, this is like uh, Applebee's appropriate in my mind. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood. I know. <laughs> wow, I'm just looking at that picture. Yeah, like isn't I'm, it gorgeous? Yeah, I love this dress. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I I I I don't know what it is. I feel like she could come over to my house for burgers in this dress. I'd be fine with it. <laughs> that yeah. says a lot about your burger parties. <laughs> what gonna say? Hey. Doesn't it though? So anyway, it's just it's just kind of uh it's see-through, but it's not see-through. It's just sexy as hell. I mean you see a lot. You see a lot, but at the same time you ain't mad it's at not it. like uh like Sierra, which she wore to the Vandy Fair party. Yeah. That looked like a beach cover-up yeah. that she threw on because somebody answered the door and she just had her thong underwear on. Yeah. Okay, now you can I'm see, Googling that one. Yeah, Google that one, Rob. Okay. Research. You're gonna wanna, it's research. It was a lot of naked um, nudity as an accessory is here to stay in the fashion department. Uh, one gal, Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria, showed up in a beautiful, like a Dior skirt, and then a carefully placed long feather went across her nipples and boobs yeah. and it actually worked yeah i don't know why her. it worked as well yeah <laughs> let's you and i try that and i don't think it's gonna like have that same effect but uh my feather would anyway. be like slanted <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i know and Sounds Ava Gloria like fired your stylist lines. Yeah. What is this? Like one line? of your pickup lines. Why is your feather slanted to Sam slanted. or something like that? Oh, is it just yeah. me? <laughs> only, yeah, exactly. Only you can gently adjust. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Rocco, do you see Sierra's? Um, I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I kind of missed. Not- I was on vacation during the Oscars. I did not uh, catch too much of it. Was it decent? Uh, it was decent? good. Yeah, it was good. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it it really it really was good and um you know, I, the only thing I was mad was Angela Bassett got robbed. Yes. Yeah. I agree. She should have won best supporting actor Jamie Lee for everything everywhere. No, no, no. I agree. Academy got that wrong. They gave it to her as a pity. I agree with that. Thing. And you weren't, and I don't know if I am either, but you weren't a huge everything, everywhere, all at once gal anyways, right? I never never even finished it and tried three times. So, um, But I wanted Michelle Yeoh to win and just because I love her and I see how that movie, you know, I think if I had known what that movie was about before I watched it, I wouldn't have had such a hard time. Yeah. You know, like just having a little, like now 
I know Julia watched it last weekend. She's like, oh, but I'm glad I knew all this stuff about it. Otherwise, I would have been so confused. Yeah, I'm definitely, I love movies that kind of blow my mind and get, are confusing and experimental. But even I was like, okay, what? Why are, why are they jumping universes here? I, I, don't, I don't get it, but yeah. I don't know. I Yeah, you're right. Michelle Yeoh was great. I thought, yeah, I thought Jamie Lee was fine. They just definitely, it was one of those like, hey, let's make up for lost time here. Yeah. That's what it felt like because the other gal, Stephanie Sue, who plays the daughter, she had a better, she was nominated too for supporting and she did way more than old Jamie Lynn. I don't know. She just bugs me sometimes, Jamie Lynn Curtis. Oh, Jamie she's Curtis, annoying. Yeah. But I will have to say that it's finally due that somebody who has been in the Bravo universe finally got an Oscar. So I'm very thankful oh. for that. <laughs> it's so chic. So chic. I know. Rocco has no idea. What I really don't. About. I'm trying to right. my mind spinning. Uh, she showed up at a Kathy did was it no, a Kyle? It was Kyle's. Party? It was Kyle Richards' party. She showed up at this dinner and she was like selling her wares for children's hospital, like selling their, you know, their um their their Bird items. Feeders. Yeah, and, and one of them was a wind chime. wind chime and one of the cast members, Dorit, just kept going, Oh, that is so chic. Oh, oh, look at it. It's just so chic. Oh my god, it's just amazing. And it was like she was on like mushrooms or ecstasy. <laughs> the way that yeah. she was reacting to these wind chimes. Was I like, know. It's just like your basic three prong <laughs> wind chime. Oh, have you ever seen anything so chic? Oh. Chic. So, yeah. But the Oscars were good. Yeah, they were. Kimmel did a good job. Uh, David Letterman was on uh, Kimmel this week and asked him where the heck was Big Shot Tom Cruise? Why wasn't he there to promote Jetpack the Maverick? (laughs) He was just, uh, yeah, because he he was going to be there. And then he pulled out at the last minute and they had rewrote the monologue and Jimmy wasn't even going to roast him or anything. I mean, they were they were like ready to acknowledge him as the prince of Hollywood. Wow. And he didn't show up. So Well, we got I about like a minute left. I yeah, I heard we're hey, not singing, but we are going to We're not you know, singing. We're, we're going out with music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brittany, thank you. Oh, thank you. Have an amazing Rocco. weekend, Lori and Rocco. You guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, aloha. That means aloha. hello and goodbye, right? So I can say it now? That's yeah. right. Aloha, okay. aloha. I'm going to give you the Ciao. aloha goodbye then. Aloha. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I felt that. Thank you. Yeah. All right, bye, everybody. Hey, everyone. It's uh, Lori here for Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. So how about uh, thinking of a fun night out? We would recommend going to the prom. You have a delicious dinner, have a glass of wine, a grasshopper, finish off with dessert, and then the show starts, and it is fantastic. We just saw it a couple weeks ago, or about a month ago, and the story is just so wonderful. Great music, the dancing is incredible. It's a wonderful story, you don't want to miss the prom. Jan Hassan also has amazing tribute concerts coming up. Uh, They've got um, uh, Lori Dokens' Women on the Moon and Expedition, which is all the music of Foreigner Sticks in Kansas. And get tickets at ChanHassanDT.com. Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters, always entertaining you. And don't forget Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret every weekend. Again, ChanHassanDT.com.